I think brands should become more human because at the end of the day, uh, companies are just empty boxes and, and the content is what really makes a difference and the content is the human capital and the people that are working within a company. This is Unplugged, a series of conversations with creative minds from the design industry and beyond, hosted by h H&H. Good morning and welcome to another episode of h H&H Unplugged. We have the pleasure to be here today with Gabriele Salvatori, CEO of Salvatori. Good morning, Gabriele. How are you doing? Good morning. Good, good, good. Thank you. How are you guys? All good. Thank you very much. And Gabriele, how is this quarantine treating you? Well, yeah, it's um, a bit boring, but we're coping with that. It's now my uh, eighth week that I'm stuck at home. Of course, working all day long through the, uh, the billions, zillions of devices and platforms that we all use, but, but it's fine. Uh, we're all safe and sound, our family and our employees. We didn't have probably just one person inside the company. The father of one of our employees is in the hospital, but apart from that, uh, we're all we're good. And I hope you guys are good too. Yeah, we are all safe. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, six weeks of uh, smart working, let's say, even here in Dubai, and three weeks now of uh, official, let's say, quarantine. I was listening to a very interesting uh, interview a few days ago uh, of Daniel Libeskin, and he said something uh, that was really true, I think. People and the world, uh, they don't grow by a smooth process, uh, but uh, suddenly. Sometimes there is something happening and that is a turning point in your life, in the world history. So do you think that this is that kind of turning point that is changing the world or some aspects? We'll be pivoting on this, on what happened. And and I totally agree with what Daniel said. You know, big shifts in lives always came after wars, after uh, big crises, because they sort of highlight what, the, uh, what are the aspects that don't work? And, and I think what we are experiencing right now was very much needed, at, at least for myself, because it made me see things completely under, it shifted the point of view. And I'm reconsidering things, I'm reconsidering the business model, I'm reconsidering the processes we were using in a way that I would not have been able to recognize without uh, something big like this. So it's a pivot for sure that will change. And I actually do want to change and I don't want to go back to certain aspects that were so embedded in our way of doing business. A few days later, the lockdown, after the lockdown, I, I started for fun to create a list of the things that I considered to be very positive and that I did not want to lose once uh, all this is going to be over, hopefully very soon. Because even in the way we do business, I feel every year, for example, taking the example of Salone del Mobile, which is a design show every year we put together, and there's a tremendous amount of money that companies are spending just for the show, which I find not to be very ethic anymore. There are better ways to spend our, our money. And so we should all go back to fundamentals and, and to the core values of our lives. Therefore, a company like Salvatori, our mission is to create meaningful products, a very good high quality, but then be very honest in the way we transfer and we communicate this, what we've done. Uh, and it 
doesn't really we don't really need all those extra layers of uh, let's say the sh show business it's just um, a tremendous waste of money and energy that we should rather use for other things like philanthropy like uh, helping others and and uh, helping our communities given the fact we were talking about communities uh, as a matter of fact, that the, the moment we started this situation, we felt like we really needed to help others. Therefore, we've, we've done donations to the local hospital. I immediately uh, started researching companies producing ventilators. I've contacted a company that's probably the biggest one in Italy producing ventilators because I wanted to donate ventilators to local hospital. But also, Without giving money away, there are ways in which you can help others. For example, another thing that I, I did right away was putting myself in the shoes of all our employees. Everybody's scared about losing their job. So I felt it was very important to send a video to all our employees, the plant workers and everyone to reassure that nobody was going to lose their job. And if this crisis was going to last or more than I was expected, so that the uh, cash was starting to become a, an issue. I promised everyone that before firing someone, I would have rather sold one of the assets of the company, but keep supporting. And, and this is another way we can, we can show what are different ways of using the money in a more uh, meaningful way. So for the future, as I said to my uh, all my co-workers and, and, and employees, is that I don't want to throw money away. Uh, at the end of the day, I've done also an analysis that like 60, 70% of what we do on a daily basis doesn't really have a positive impact, but it's, we waste a lot of our time doing things that are not really necessary. We invest a lot of our money in things that don't really have a, a real impact on, on, on ourselves. So. I want to reconsider that. I want to reconsider the pace at which we've been used to run in the past years, which doesn't make sense. If I go back and think at the relationship of people like Achille Castiglioni was having with the uh, entrepreneurs that he was working with, I mean, these guys were, were really meeting in, uh, in person, having fun, analyzing all the different aspects. They, they, they had plenty of time to use trying to create meaningful products. And I want, I want to go back to that way of doing business. So less things, not to waste money in things that are, don't have an impact, but just for our ego, let's say. For sure, if I talk about Salvatore, I have a big list of things that I don't want to lose. I'll give you another example. The other day, three days ago, we were talking with our marketing agency that are curating our website and the e-commerce and so forth. If you talk to these guys, they say, well, in order to attract more leads and raise and grow the, uh, the lead base, we just have to ask for the email so that we grow the base of our leads. And I thought, you know what? I know this is true. And I know probably you're, you're definitely right. We will grow the base and therefore we can convert more. I don't know. But I don't want to do that anymore. So I want to know. And I know that I will lose probably 70% of the people that are subscribing our newsletters. But I don't care. The people that are entering and, and they're getting in contact with my brand. Now I feel like I would love to really know them in person. Yesterday, I received, because I, I do receive in copy, 
the alert when a lead registered through our website. And, uh, and I got this uh, alert from, uh, from the system saying, uh, advising, giving me the alert that this architect from Portugal had just registered. I went on his website. I saw the level of work he's doing, which I really loved. So I personally dropped him an email saying, look, I just got the alert that he just registered. And by the way, I went to your website and I really love what you do. So if you ever uh, have the chance to come to Italy, I'd love to know you, to understand more about what you do and, and the work. And he immediately replied to me saying, oh, that's so great. Next time I'll be in Milan, I'll definitely uh, pop in, I'll, I'll let you know. And maybe we'll have lunch or dinner together. So that's exactly what I'm thinking when I say that I want to transform the way we do business. Less but more quality. And so, although I know it's not the right thing to do considering the uh, marketing um, criteria, but I said to the agency, I said, look, I don't care. Just extend the form. I want to know more about the people that are interested in my brands because I also want to understand more about themselves. And, you know, probably something like that would have not happened two months ago i would have said oh yes absolutely let's let's grow our base let's do whatever the marketing uh, strategy teaches us to do but I'm, i'm not interested anymore another thing that i want to preserve i don't want to lose so i'd love to en- entertain relationship with the customer base as long as we are able to really engage uh, a relation them or, or to start a a relationship or a conversation. If not, what's the point to have another email address on our database if we just leave everything to the sales automation or marketing automation? I don't care. I think, and I read a a beautiful article written by um, an interview um, that was given by George Armani, which basically says that the same thing. He said, you know what? I'm tired of the pace that we've been forced to adopt. As a fashion brand in summer, you go in a store in Italy in summer and and in June you already find winter clothes because we have to constantly uh, anticipate and there's this constant stress, no? And he said, you know what? I'm pissed off. I'm, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So from now on, I promise in George Germany stores, in summer, you will have summer garments. In winter, you will have winter garments. We're not going to produce billions of new collections just for the sake of producing new stuff, but they, they will turn to a more conservative and more humanized way of, of doing business. Another brand that I follow that I really love, that I think they do an amazing thing is, is, is Patagonia. When they say when your garment, your jacket is old and it's broken, don't throw it away. Bring it over to one of our stores. We will fix it for you because then you can continue for another 10 years. And I think this is absolutely right. So brands have a tremendous responsibility and tremendous opportunity to change the world because every decision taken at a brand level, at a corporate level, will definitely affect the planet, uh, which, by the way, what we are currently experiencing, I definitely believe is like a scream that the planet is, is giving to us, is, is throwing to us, and it's actually saying, guys, stop, step back, because this doesn't work anymore. So, and companies and brands have these responsibilities, these actually 
chance, not responsibility, because it's an amazing chance that, that we have. Years ago, I, I, I went to, on a trip with my son to Egypt. So we took this long boat ride on the Nile River and we went all the way up from north to south. And when we left, we realized on the Nile River, there were in, in, in a spot, there were trucks coming and downloading all the garbage in, straight into the river. So I said, Jesus, and, and uh, tons of plastic uh, bags. So I thought, and I was talking to my son, I said, you see, this is a cultural issue. Probably these people that are doing these things that don't realize because a few meters down the road, there were fishermen fishing in that same river. And then and you eat that fish, and then you ask yourself why the cancer rate is growing so much. Yeah. So I said, we should, but unfortunately, it's not always possible, you know, to... Um, to help people understand and grow and understand uh, how important it is to uh, respect the planet. But from a brand perspective, we can actually start solving the issue. Because if I pack my goods in styrofoam, in plastic, it's, it's like giving a lighter or a knife to a, a young boy or, or girl. If they don't understand how harmful yeah, this thing is, therefore talking about plastic and styrofoam therefore you you don't just throw it away but you differentiate but we cannot expect everyone to follow these uh, basic rules so companies what can they do well they can try to eliminate those things because if you move from let's say plastic or styrofoam to an environmentally friendly product or renewable product or biodegradable product even if someone throws it in a river, it will dissolve and it won't be as harmful as, as plastic. So in the meantime, that government will adopt new policies and will enforce new uh, uh, strict measures. Companies have, have the chance to, to change that. So I came back from that trip and I took my uh, R&D uh, guys and I said, look, let's seriously start focusing on ways to get rid of styrofoam, which styrofoam at the end of the day is, is actually one of widely used material in, in packaging. And unfortunately, it cannot be destroyed. So we, um, we've done, a, I mean, almost a year homework. We found a company out of uh, Holland producing a certain kind of styrofoam that uh, generates from, um, from mushrooms. Then we found another company in, uh, in Piedmont, in Italy, researching something like that. Well, the conclusion is, did we manage to change that? The answer is no. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, not, because we're not there yet. So I said to my guys, we should start producing a CSR on a, on a yearly basis with the list of the things that we were trying to change. And yeah. at the end of the year, the list of the things that we managed to change and the list of things that, although we wanted to change, we didn't succeed just because technology is not there yet. So I said, you know what, at least let's do something that for small products that uh, don't really need to be packed in styrofoam, let's just get rid of styrofoam from the small objects that are not that heavy. Therefore, there the chances of breakages that are not so high. Let's just use uh, wooden wool, which is something that has always been used in the stone industry in the past, uh, which is not harmful, it's biodegradable. And, and, and he, if you want to throw that in a river, nothing is going to, I mean, yeah. it would be better not to do that, but 
but it's not going to be a, a big deal for the environment. So there are ways that this crisis will is actually giving a big wake up call to brands. For those that will get it, it's a good thing. For those who won't get it, shame on, on them. Sooner or later, they will have to open up their eyes. And because at the end of the day, it's just one planet that we have, and we should all reconsider the way we uh, use our planet. Yeah. I agree. And uh, if I may, to summarize, I would say less show off and more investing on creating uh, sympathetic connections, uh, emotional connections uh, and uh, consciousness towards our environment. I I'm sure that in any case, you were saying before that maybe two months ago, we, should have, we would have listened more to the marketing consultant uh, that they would advise differently. But I think that also that will change because I see that people now, they are shocked into their bones and the values that they are looking for are more connected to intimacy, to emotions, uh, and to be more human, absolutely. The patina of the luxury has disappeared in a, in a month, in four weeks, six weeks. <laughs> That's actually a thing that I love about this. Uh, for example, even in this phone call, or even the way brands communicate, yeah. I think brands should become more human because at the end of the day uh, companies are just empty boxes and and the content is, is what really makes a difference and the content is the human capital and the people that are working within a company so even the way we talk brands talk to their customers we'll have to change we'll have, look at me now I, I was i had scheduled to have this call with you and and uh, we're having it and just and my house, and I want to share with people the way I am on a regular daily basis. Probably two months ago, I would have dressed up, I would have uh, wear the jacket. I'm not saying it's not nice, it's obviously beautiful, but I want to share with the people the way that I am outside of my daily business uh, routine. And so we're all human beings and uh, we're going to be here for a limited amount of time. So we should not take ourselves too seriously and just uh, focus on the core and the, uh, and the things that really matter. There is uh, a thing that I would like to share with you and ask your point of view that is happening basically to myself, but I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Spending more, more time at home, I had the chance to understand and feel more the lack of, let's say, quality or comfort of some products which I bought throughout the years, uh, some chairs, some uh, tables, that, because now I'm using more those items. So I got rid of them and I bought higher quality pieces, like the chair I'm sitting on, side table. Do you think that the world of the people is going to change also in that direction? I mean, we will buy less, but uh, with more value, giving more value to what we are buying. I think yes. I think the answer the answer is is yes. Uh, every purchase, they say, it's it's really driven by three aspects of our lives, uh, which are love, time, and and death. Uh, I like to think we are in the love part because right now we're experiencing, as you were saying, we spend more time in our homes, and uh, and we want our homes to be cozy. We want our homes to be warm so um i do believe that that's exactly uh what what is going to happen there are and also 
a shift in in what we buy, what we uh, we stay in line for. I don't think in the future I would ever uh, be attracted by you know a brand new car or waiting in line to get a a new car. I would rather think and I would rather focus on those objects that are satisfying and fulfilling my myself. So I would rather love and be willing uh, to wait for, for a bicycle, for a surfboard, or for a chair, as you were saying, that I can put in my house. So all the things that really uh, uh, rotate around the persona, uh, around ourselves uh, as human beings. And uh, it's funny you're, you're pointing this out because right now, uh, the moment I started my lockdown, I, uh, I called Piero Lissoni and I said, Piero, I want to renew uh, my house when all this is over. So he's currently redesigning my house. Then I asked uh, Elisa Osino, that is um, another designer we work a lot with, and she's probably one of the best uh, stylist to make a, a house uh, warm and make your living uh, a better living so <laughs> that's exactly what you were saying you see i'm i'm focusing on on my home and i'm choosing right now the the right chairs that i would love that i never had the chance to buy in this in these years not just simply because we again we're constantly in the uh, whirlwind and you don't focus on the environment uh you you live in also because we don't spend so much time in that environment. But now that we're forced to spend 24 hours a day in that environment, you like to, to make it cozier and to make it warmer. So definitely, yes, definitely, yes. And the uh, architecture and design can have a, a great impact on, on, on people. And because if you, if you live in a, a nice environment, a warm environment, you just feel better. And so it's going to be good for, your, for yourself as well. It's glad to know that I'm not the only one and uh, we can say that really this period is changing our priority list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want to be in the car manufacturing business because we were already starting to experience what um, you know, the sharing economy is providing us, self-driving cars, which is which is not a dream anymore, it's, it's there. Uh, very soon it will happen. Nobody will want to own a car anymore. I mean, you just use the car whenever you need it. And, and again, with another very positive impact on the planet, uh, which I find very, very good. So yeah, there will be a tremendous shift in what we consider to be priorities for us until two months ago. I personally don't have the same priorities. I've, I've changed that. And um, for good, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Your company works at two different uh, scale. Product design with your own collections designed by famous designers and uh, let's say interior design and architecture because uh, you do very nice materials even for uh, wall claddings and flooring. Which is the scale that you think that will be more influenced by these changes and uh, this uh, situation that we are going through, the product design scale or the architecture and interior design scale? I think everything will be influenced at different stages and for different reasons. From a design perspective, I think we will focus more on few 
very few but well thought and well built products and so we should clean up all the uh, redundancies that sometimes when you're in the uh, whirlwind of the activity sometimes you overdo and not necessarily every new product you decide to launch has a powerful and meaningful uh, impact on our clients. So from a design perspective, I think we will become more careful at, at the new products that we're going to launch. From an architectural perspective, I think architecture will change a lot as well. What I think this crisis will create, it will create an extra layer of the already uh, high number of layers that we've seen arising in the last few years. We've been witnessing, there was a, a big talk about smart cities and how real estate will change. We even talked about uh, real estate as a service. Imagine the impact that already transportation and self-driving cars are doing on architecture. The new building, the buildings of the future probably won't need so many parking lots as the old buildings. Uh, we will need other amenities and other uh, services like recharging platforms uh, within the uh, building. The Internet of Things has changed a lot. And basically, when I talked about real estate as a service, what land Lord, uh, would probably end up providing is also a full managed apartment where they can track down from the uh, devices you have in your house or even the, uh, the fridge. If something is missing, the building could provide a, a tremendous amount of services that are not provided today. And this crisis is adding a, another layer, in my opinion, that is really related to health and the well-being of the tenants. So I could envision the fact that new buildings will have to take into consideration these aspects and the aspect of social distancing. So for different reasons and at different stages, I think both design and architecture will be heavily influenced by the crisis. And do you think that it will be a slow process that will become a part of the new world in a subtle way not even recognizing that the world is changing or it is a thing that is already being put in place and the world is changing now? You know, uh, real estate, as every other uh, product and producer, so landlords, <coughs> they're constantly researching new ways to differentiate themselves and, and their buildings from the competition. So they're all very, very, um, uh, with their antennas up, uh, they're, they're careful in understanding what new trends will be and therefore be the first one to start proposing new services or, or new ways their buildings are developed. So I think it won't be that slow. I'm actually expecting uh, a fast reaction from developers worldwide. So I, I can easily see in a few months new buildings coming up, being advertised not just as new luxury development, which is the mantra that we've been hearing in the past 10 years, but probably we will start seeing new uh, words in the uh, marketing proposal of a new building that talks about uh, healthcare, the health protection and uh, uh, sanitization or really aspects related to the well-being of the tenants of the building. So I think it will happen very soon. Yeah, I agree that this is uh, this is a part that will stay absolutely. 
carefulness towards ourselves and our uh, well-being uh, and health. This is affecting very much ourselves. Yeah. We are uh, using a digital tool now to be together in this conversation and uh, being uh, segregated by other human beings. This is, in most of the cases, the only chance that we have to stay connected to the world. Is it going to last the massive presence and the great presence of digital devices in our life and we are entering therefore the era of full digitalization or to create an empathy with a human being that might be a collaborator, might be someone part of your team, might be a client, a designer. We will always need to establish a human personal connection live. Well, meeting in person is is actually a, a pleasure. Uh, having said that, I think that uh, this situation has forced and everyone to adopt those platforms. And actually, they we, we all became more expert at uh, using this platform up to the point that we're actually getting used to have serious uh, meetings and actually get to serious decisions being taken over, over the internet, which is not necessarily bad. I, I think there is a, a very good impact, especially on, on the planet, because if I look at how many trips we were doing, business trips, that could have been done easily over the internet. And I also think that all these platforms from Zoom to Microsoft Teams, all these guys are currently already developing uh, adds on to their platforms, including VR and AR. And in order to make these interaction more and more close to what is a human relationship. So I'm sure we will, we won't need to travel as much for business purposes and um, which again it's a it's a good thing of course there's always a downturn to that because I think the hospitality industry will be affected very much especially those hotels there are business hotels those people those businesses I think will have to reinvent themselves it's it's now the time to rethink at their business models because they'll be they will be affected uh, that's for sure Probably not as much other hotels like in, in uh, resort places, places that you want to go to spend time, to enjoy, go to Maldives or to some beautiful place on, on the beach. That part of the hospitality industry will probably, won't probably be as affected as business hotels, but business hotels will, will be very affected. So we'll, we will use... Uh, way more the platforms which again i think it's it's a good thing it's not necessarily bad and we will just limit our physical interactions and our trips to uh those meaningful moments where we seriously need to meet to close a deal and to shake our hands and to sign a contract i hope we will still be able to do that because there's a big difference between meeting in person the chemistry and the energy, the interaction you have with another person cannot be replaced by technology. But for sure, we will, these will become part of our daily business. And there's another aspect, I think, that is actually cool that, I, that I'm enjoying right now, is the uh, possibility to focus and concentrate because when you interact, I don't know you guys, but in, in, in my company, sometimes during the day, 
we get distracted, we get interrupted, just people just walk in rooms or offices. So you have to stop yourself and then restart from scratch with an obvious waste of uh, time. So what I'm experiencing right now, which is something that I do like, is that meetings are scheduled. Uh, you don't see that much this aspect of someone uh, breaking into your day and having to stop what you're currently doing to, to answer questions. Or So I, I actually like that part. And, and, uh, but again, to answer your question, the, the answer is yes, it will change for sure. This is true. I have to say that this is a common comment also among ourselves, that being at home, of course, it's a problem, it's keeping ourselves uh, far away from other human beings, but also gives us a chance to focus way more and be, I would say, even more productive somehow uh, on our daily job and daily business because exactly what you said uh, if you want to meet someone on skype on zoom on uh, a skype call you have to plan it and you give it a specific time the emergency is is a global one but each and every country had to react very locally so closing the doors closing uh, their boundaries of their territories and healing themselves inside do you think that this will affect and influence also the future with a greater importance given to the local entities and the local communities and we should grow a local awareness that is maybe more sustainable? That's a good one. Um, if, if we think at the uh, basic form of community, which is family, we're definitely uh, spending more time within our community, within our family, with a great deal of positive uh, effects because of that. So we spend more time, we enjoy, and, and we've rediscovered uh, certain aspects of our life that, uh, that were a little bit for, forgotten. Uh, so from a business standpoint, what I do believe that this entire crisis will actually affect is definitely the supply chain in our case, because we've discovered that we're not one country. We should think about uh, the planet as a whole. Today, businesses are, are interlocked and we do have vendors from places that are remote places. And for as much as you can do whatever strategy you want to do in your, in your own country, but it's, it's, it's interconnected to what is going on in other countries. If you look at what uh, even big manuf car manufacturers, they, they were forced to, some of them, to stop their production, not because... Um, they had issues internally. They, they were absolutely able to continue. But, but because the network of vendors are, is so spread out, and, uh, and this is one thing we should reconsider personally in Salvatore, we should reconsider about uh, the, the fact of diversifi diversifying the uh, portfolio of vendors that we do have so that uh, we can better cope with emergencies like these, because that's really an issue. And beside the business perspective, I think it, what this crisis is teaching me is to uh, rediscover the beauty of real relationships between friends, beloved, family. So I, I literally feel I want to spend more time with the people that I love. And even, even my community, my, the, the city hall where I live, I, I feel more tight and, and closer 
So I, I think there is a, a dual aspect here. From, from a personal perspective, definitely yes. From a business perspective, I don't know whether necessarily the shift is the word uh, local community, but we definitely have to reconsider our supply chains and, and diversify both locally and internationally in order to mitigate the risk, that's for sure. Did you discover any new passion with a lot of time now uh, available <laughs> as any get home? I do. It's definitely not related to my uh, to work, but um, I do have a passion, which is music. And I used to uh, jam with friends on a, on a weekly basis, actually. It's, it's something that I've always been doing uh, throughout my, uh, my entire life. And because we don't have the chance now to re do rehearsal or, or jam together, um, I've discovered several platforms that allow us to uh, play together and I'm currently testing some and I've bought uh, new equipments that actually allow me to convert the analog signal to a digital signal and we're trying to play and still enjoy what we were doing before with, uh, with technology. So that's, that's what I've discovered and, and what I'm spending time on it at night when the uh, working day is over. Uh, that's what I do. Well, that's a great passion that I share, of course. <laughs> I always like to close our conversations with the one personal question, which is, what will you do once the quarantine will be over? The first thing that will you do? Uh, I'll go to my son. Unfortunately, I don't live with my son. I'm divorced and my son lives with his mommy in uh, Geneva, in Switzerland. I haven't been able to see him for months now. And uh, so definitely it, it, that's going to be the, the first thing that I do, jump on the, in the car and go to see him and, and take him back to Italy with me and spend some time with him because I really miss him. I wish you that will happen very soon, as soon as possible. Thank you very much, Gabriele, for uh, your nice words and thoughts and for sharing uh, with us this moment. Uh, it's been very interesting. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope to see you soon in uh, Milano for a nice dinner or in Tuscany or to have you in Dubai. In Dubai, yeah. yeah. Thank Great. you so much. Thank you, Matteo. And um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in touch and hopefully we're going to meet soon. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye.